Beginning transmission 58, the death of Superman. File under gaps in our knowledge. Well, to be fair, everyone has some glaring gap in knowledge. Something really obvious you somehow never learned. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. 面白い本とアシュポッドキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。Each week, a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bard contenders attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. 毎週漫画の読者のザッタラバンドはスラッシュアマチュアニューサスシオード漫画とピアカクテルバーです。All while trying to not sound like すべての中に使用として音ではないような感情プロセスで低能です。なんかなんかスピーキングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイングカーンスイ
because you know you kind of want to have that juxtaposition um but also exciting uh, as we were talking about it earlier i don't know whether or not brian's going to keep it in the last episode but uh got got uh, my tickets we're coming out to utah in july so for those of you who do know us personally um i will be in utah we're going to try to set up um recording a live episode at some point and um yeah yay utah <laughs> <laughs> Miraculously, after a year of recording this, we will do an episode where we're all in the same room, which is going to be yeah. crazy. We'll probably have to make like a good two or three episodes out of it, just because it'll be such a rare occasion. Probably. Um, we're going to get pretty drunk, aren't we? Depending where we do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll, yes. we'll have more on that later. Yeah, we will have more on that later. We do have some things uh, in the works, kids. Uh, not quite ready to announce them just yet, uh, but some very exciting things for us, at least, uh, and hopefully for y'all. The other person who is always live in Utah, we have Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Adam, uh, a film critic over at Big Shiny Robot. Also do a movie review podcast with our good friend Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that deep and sultry voice of yours. Yes. Um, June's going to be busy i gotta burn through some vacation so i'm gonna try to take some time off and um i think about the week or two before q you come to visit us i'm hoping to actually go down to cali for a week so um wow we shall see so it'll be a lot some traveling some fun stuff uh, but yeah that's it just trying to survive it's been too busy with work and uh, I am Brian. I'm the cat herder on this thing. Um, and I am a sound designer in Southern California. I am designing a shit ton of shows up in Logan, Utah this summer. I'm also doing a uh, video game called Killing, My Friend. This week we are reading the classic event, uh, The Death of Superman. Actually, I think technically one of the best-selling graphic novels of all time. And this was a gap in Todd's knowledge. Todd, do you want to tell us why you picked this book? Once again, one of the best-selling storylines of all time, and I had never read it. And I was figuring if I'm going to call myself a comic book geek I'm not there yet but I'm working on it I better have read it because if I haven't then I mean that's just like saying you're I'm a movie fan but I've never seen Citizen Kane or Star Wars so mm-hmm. this is kind of in a lot of ways like that so yeah that's why I picked Death of cool. Superman I mean I, I don't know if there's really much of a preview to give to this book I mean it's 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 pretty fucking simple like it's fun but it's pretty fucking simple listen if you if you've grown up just in the last century, I think you kind of know what happens in this book. That's true. Yes. I mean, I mean, with, with it, without reading it, I mean, it, the fucking title is the death of Superman. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? I thought he was gonna have a tea party. <laughs> well, it's not John dies at the end. I'll give you that. Dude, I always thought it was a typo. I thought it was his debt. I thought he had to be you know, <laughs> the debt of Superman. Two dollars. Um, Where's my two dollars? <laughs> I was thinking about that tree fitty. <laughs> uh, I actually. Later on, I'll dive into some kind of interesting mm-hmm. trivia that I was talking about with Maya last night that he taught me about this book, and I'll read that up after the break. So Fantastic. Right. Well, before we get to the break, we uh, we do a few things here. First and foremost, we're going to give you a drinking game so that if you decide to uh, read this book along with us, you have a, a little extra fun. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. I have a drinking game rule that I'm afraid people are going to steal, but I'm going to be brave, and I'm going to allow someone else to go first. So uh, mine was the doomsday rule, is every time someone... 
obviously says, oh, he fuck. keeps on getting stronger, fuck. or fuck. 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 That was my role. <laughs> oh, nothing's, nothing's going to hurt him, even though I just told this to you two seconds ago. That's why. So so yours is a little different than mine, but that's okay. I, I, oh, my, my rule was almost fiending for the D because there are so <laughs> many, like, doomsday, death, destruction, blood, so many D words that they just say all the time, but I didn't use that one. Okay. Uh, Maybe so, I'll steal that one, but. <laughs> my, my drinking game rule is who are all these supporting people? Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I know who Lois Lane is. I know who Jimmy Olsen is. I know who the Justice League are. Even you know this like C-list Justice League that they've got fucking going on in this book. Mm-hmm. I know who Cat Crane is. I know Lex Luthor. I even knew that Lex Luthor had red hair. And I you know during this time, and I knew that Supergirl was the weird protoplasm fucking thing. So I was like, you know, I know these people. But there's so many other people in this book. Who the fuck are these people? So like, every time <laughs> that happens to you, take a drink. Because again, I am like I read so I've read so much wikipedia i have read every like fucking comic book database on the internet that is available and i still don't fucking know who some of these people are i didn't, I didn't, I didn't know the metropolis had the fucking warlocks living underneath them yeah that was weird who the, who the fuck are these people Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Not that we can top that. Mine is called, um, well, that's a piece of humble pie. Mm-hmm. So every time you've got these C-list justice leaguers and other people going, oh, I've got this. Watch me. I'll go take care of this. And then they completely have their ass handed to them. Does that mean you have to finish your drink when Superman fucking dies at the end? So, right, that's at the very end. And I've got two drinks for this game. So the drink you sip is called the AMF, which is the classic drink. But every time there's a piece of humble pie. You need to have a sip of the um, adios, motherfucker. Because <laughs> that's what continues to happen again and again and again and again. Mine's still kind of a, a hybrid of Adam's and, and Q's sort of All supplementary right. rule, but I'm, I'm just going to go with it anyway. Mine was just going to be called the Doomsday Rule. Every time you, <laughs> they say Doomsday or it's like Doomsday is here or Doomsday is coming uh, and I'll come up with a better title for that. So see our blog and our Instagram and <laughs> what I actually end up coming up with that. Doomsday is coming and he wants the D. Okay, gotcha. Doomsday is coming and he wants the D. Like, <laughs> that could just be the title of the drinking game in general. Doomsday is coming and he wants the, D. the D. I mean, just drink a lot. Just drink a yeah. lot. Yeah. Just drink a lot. And you actually will need it for this book. Do you think so? Okay, uh, well, then yeah. that, that leads us into our grade. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking done. God, please, no! 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 Adam, okay. you're great. Go, oh, Adam. Okay, so I'm going to C minus. Um, okay. I loved the last issue because that's all that mattered. The rest of it was just bullshit. I, I said, I don't give a fuck about the Morlocks under Metropolis. I don't, yeah, I just couldn't get into it. I didn't like it at all. Just, I felt repetitive. It felt boring. Like, you know, like you mentioned, like, who the fuck are all these people? Like, I'm not a DC. So I know a lot of things about DC, but I don't know who these fucking people are. And I don't, I'm already reading 
500 pages of books right now. I don't even have time to go Wikipedia shit. Um, <laughs> but no, I just I, I didn't care. I mean, yeah, the the end is the last issue is fantastic, and uh, it's you know when the scenes like where they're punching each other and the punches are so hard they're like shattering buildings and stuff like that was really cool. But it felt like it was just way too much filler to get there. I'm going to slightly disagree with you, actually, Adam. So I'm going to go with my That's review. You, you can be wrong. Yeah, I can be wrong. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. No, um, I'm going to give it a good solid B. Like, it's not amazing. But, like, I guess the thing I thought is I found it fun and kind of quaint in a weird way. Like, I think part of the thing I like about this book is it still has that style of, like, the, at least writing-wise, of, like, it, it's a very innocent sort of style. It's kind of an all gee whiz kind of comic book, which I actually kind of found kind of fun and quaint. Um, mm-hmm. And enjoyed. Like, it, it kind of had that like Christopher Reeves Superman kind of vibe to it which you know in a modern context with modern uh, cinematic uh, Supermans and whatnot is kind of lost a little bit I felt like the book knowingly was going to be read by children of all ages and adults and whatnot but still had sort of mentality of being written for a sort of more juvenile comic book fan which is you know before us heathens started reading comic books as adults was still, you know, right. the comic books were intended for children. And so it still kind of plays to both those aspects. And so it, it, I just find it quaint and quirky and kind of fun. And like, it's, yeah, it's a big, silly event and it's kind of, the plot's kind of dumb, but like, I, I actually really kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Q, what's your grade? I'm going to give this a, um, a C. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm, I didn't, dislike it as much as Adam and when we get into more about the book I'll kind of ex- I'll kind of explain like my thoughts on 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 why some of the things are the way that they are in this book but at the same time like it to to make it a a single graphic novel to read seeing as how it's not even though technically yes these events are happening one right after the other this isn't the same book and again we'll talk about that i'll talk about that later kids Mm -hmm. so it does feel very repetitive when we get into the lightning round not a whole lot happens in this book Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's not really a whole lot that you know it seems like there was a whole bunch of issues to get to this that it just seems like why why did it take so long so i mean it's still like epic Death of Superman, and again, Superman number 75, which is the the, the book where it's literally just giant um, splash page after splash mm-hmm. page after splash page, mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. However, these books that lead up to it, meh. And Todd, since it's your book, you get to go last. What is your grade? You know, I'm going to go ahead and give this a um, B-. minus. B, B minus. Uh, I never read it. I mean, it's the style from the early 90s and once again, and you've got this singular event that is marching through. I mean, it's a bit like Sherman's March, and at the end, you've got the burning of the city. That was the came idea as the death of Superman. The entitled title tells you exactly what it is, how it's going to end, and there's nothing surprising about it, but it is about the execution and the journey. It is touching, and in a lot of ways, I mean, found myself in small moments more at the beginning of, there were some touching moments in there as you watch it, and the ending is absolutely incredible. What I will give is it starts out slow, and at the end, it really picks up, and it has a stellar finish. Yeah. So, and that's why I give it a B minus. Well, based on those grades, if you decide you should uh, read this or not, uh, this is your opportunity to take that chance. Uh, we will take a little pause, and then when we come back, we're going to be all spoilerific all over this. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. 
Uh, well, welcome back. Um, since Q is uh, is being 900 number voice today, we will save him the uh, the trouble of doing the lightning round. Todd, since this is your book, do you want to do it or do you want to nominate someone else? You know what? I'll do it. Okay. Why not? And I'm, it'll be kind of a Reader's Digest version anyways. And I'll keep with that theme as last week. Lightning round begins... Once again, the story is really simple, but here we go. Is So it goes ahead and starts out. The book's titled Death of Superman. So you open it up, and you get this fist that's just punching into the wall. And it's just punch, 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 punch. And then as it opens, you've got this creature that's all masked up, and he's has some sort of S&M thing going on, but just covered in all these restraints. Breaks out, and he's in the middle of the woods, and he just starts laying waste, and he's just basically walking in a straight path, going through waste, the middle of America. And then as it goes through, other superheroes start jumping in, and they're going, oh, we need to stop this guy, and they proceed to get their asses handed to them. Booster Gold? I never knew who Booster Gold was before. I hear people that say, oh, I love me my Booster Gold. I don't know why people love me their Booster Gold. He, he, he was like the, he was like a Deadpool before there was a Deadpool. He, he was like a jokester kind of guy. So it's like Harley kind of replaced his position. Harley Quinn a little bit. He's, he's still like an idiot. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I'm not a fan either. Yeah, I, I like, but you see there's this, this fandom of Booster Gold and in this... My introduction to him in this is not what I was looking for to become a fan of him as well. So you've got this character of Doomsday that's laying waste. You've got Superman doing a, hey, I'm going to do a TV interview for all the kids, and we're going to have all the kids watch him. And he's got to leave midstream going, oh, there's something I must do to help out. And he starts fighting Doomsday, and he proceeds to get his butt handed to him, and Doomsday seems to be marching to Metropolis. And Superman starts pulling out more and more of the stops. Other people come in to start helping him to try to stop this guy. And at the end of the day... And this is really, it's a Reader's Digest version. He eventually stops Doomsday within Metropolis itself, but he uh, dies himself doing it at the very end. It's kind of like taking Planet Hulk, making Doomsday Hulk, and then rooting for the other guy. And Hulk dies. So, but that's really what it is. It's, you've got this unstoppable force, and they're doing everything that they can, and nobody makes it out at the end. Except you've got a weird-looking Lex Luthor going, eh, let it burn. I'm fine. I don't care. Is he president at this point in time, Q? No. No, he's not president. So, this is Lex Luthor 2. So, what happened is his body, I think, was dying of cancer from the kryptonite poisoning. So, Mm -hmm. he cloned himself uh, this younger body. Because, you know, comic books. Why not? (laughs) And then transferred his consciousness into this younger body. So, that then, then claiming that it was his son. Um, mm. I think that might have been retconned later, but I honestly don't follow Superman comics that you know that much either. Um, but uh, he he was like you kind of get a little bit of taste of it in here where he's really trying to get rid of Superman in the sense that he wants to be able to control superheroes. Mm-hmm. So he's he's that's why he's trying to control Supergirl, and he has this other uh, group of superheroes that he's like, oh no, we need to stay here in Metropolis. Let Superman do all that shit outside of Metropolis. Uh, so Adam, what what are your uh, initial thoughts here? I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if it was just maybe it wasn't the right mood or what happened. But like I said, the the last issue is fantastic. It's everything you'd want in the story, but it just feels like the, the lead up to it. I just I. I didn't care. I mean, yeah, this guy's going around fucking shit up. Eventually, like, he's in a stupid 
costume thing like starts falling apart and it just god ah, just did not like it I, I guess like my response is to why it feels so kind of disjointed and um mm-hmm. and like why it gets repetitive so remember that there were three or four superman comic books that were where that superman starred in much like batman has batman detective comics so superman had superman um action comics uh the adventures of superman some other that you know so he was in multiple comics which is why each one starts out with kind of a recap because people didn't necessarily follow each or all of those superman comics so we're they're trying to insert this crossover into each one of those books at the in the same month but there might have been all these other storylines going on like obviously the weird morlocks like who no one gives a <laughs> shit about or the um or the 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 conference that um the the interview that he was doing or the you know this fucking punk ass kid who like wants to give sass to his mom when she's just trying to be a good mom like fuck that kid and uh you know like whatever whoever the fuck that orphanage kid was and like the stuff with Lex Luthor the stuff with Cat Grant the stuff with Lois like all of those things are going on in each one of those books that happens to star Superman but they're all trying to make it be one book. And I think it's sort of the downfall of making this a single graphic novel because they are disjointed. Because it's not, it's not just going from issue 7 to issue 8. It's going from Action Comics, you know, 47 to Superman 74 to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a different book. Um, which is also why there's different artists, it's different writers every time. Um... Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the downfall of of this crossover. Um, but I, I, my problem with that, though, is I, in, again with the book, is that yes, that's that's very true, and you do have different artists and different you know storytellers. But I've read other co- comics where it was a big crossover event, like uh, Maximum Carnage, for instance, which was over you know multiple different Spider-Man comics. That even though it may have had different writers or different artists, it still had a story that flowed completely through and didn't have the extraneous bullshit that this one does. But um, which, is, which, no, is I, probably, I which is probably still a valid, uh, you know, a valid criticism that mm-hmm. National Carnage just did it better. Yeah, sure. And, 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 I, and, and if we ever do read it, which I would think be fun, I do have problems with Maximum Carnage. I'm not saying it's like an end-all, be-all, fantastic, you know, graphic novel, but it was kind of the example of one that's gone. You know, nowadays, with modern comics, they don't really do it. They do a big event like Secret Wars or uh, you know, Secret Empire or something like that, and it's all one story by one group of people. Uh, and then everybody's got their tie-ins. And then you, then you split off and you've got, okay, so like when, uh, oh, what was Fear Itself came out. So you had the Fear Itself storyline, but then you had all the Spider-Man versions and the Iron Man versions and the blah, blah, blahs. So I'm also going to say that I think Funeral for a Friend, which is mm-hmm. the um, follow-up to this, which is the book that I, I actually have read. So I'd never read The Death of Superman either, but I had read um, the other stuff. Um, I thought Funeral for a Friend, where you actually see everyone's reaction to Superman dying, was much better than, like, the actual death. Um, Mm. Again, I think the, um, Superman 75, very, I thought it was very well written. I love the fact that it was so grand and epic, where it was just full splash page after splash page after splash page, um, of just fighting and, you know, craziness and blah 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 i i think what really bogged me down in this book was all of these weird side characters that i didn't know who existed (laughs) 
<laughs> so, like, the, the people of Cadmus, like, I knew from then uh, Young Justice that I just watched in the past year. So mm-hmm. I already, so I was like, oh, like, so if I hadn't watched that cartoon, I would have no fucking idea who the weird goat guy was with the, the horns cut, like, I don't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> you know, like, the Guardian. Uh, so it was just kind of, um, it was like, it was like they wanted to recap stuff, but not sort of give you the ideas or, or sort of fill you in. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Fill you in. I'm sorry, I was so bored with this book, I yawned myself. <laughs> Um, but you know, I I also I also kind of like the Justice League book because you know it's just you know the Justice League fighting, even though the Justice League like, got their asses handed to them. Although apparently Ice can recover really quickly because like she got smashed in the face by Doomsday, but at the end she's there crying in Metropolis. Um, mm. So so good for you. So the, the one quick thing I'll throw out, and this is what Maya pointed out, is that starting with the Adventures of Superman number four ninety seven. And I didn't notice this until I went back and looked again. They start doing a countdown in every single comic to the death of Superman. Because if you'll notice, that one, every single page has four panels. And then the next book, every single page has three panels. And then two panels. Oh. And finally, uh, Superman number 75, where it's cool. all those splash pages. It was, that's, that, if you look, it's really cool. It doesn't do it beforehand. But mm-hmm. if you go look at it, and like I went through the whole thing, and like, yeah, every there single is. one is... Yeah, that's actually a really cool art concept. Yeah, the seventy-five was the one that you said with the full splash pages and like it mm-hmm. was, it just totally consumed this epic battle, which is why I did like that that a lot. But then, yeah, going through, it's like, oh yeah, they were they were trolling us. They were just counting down. They <laughs> were. And the thing is, it's actually really, it's really awesome. Like going through, it's like, oh yeah, it is. Because like at first you're like, oh, it's just really simple. Like not a whole lot's going mm-hmm. on. Like, no, it's really simple because they they're, they're trying to do it all in less panels. That is fascinating. Uh, but yeah, so thanks, thanks Maya for for showing that because I that was that cool, Maya. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Makes me yeah, want to go through good. it again. So, yeah, because it's like what? So that starts. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice that. In my copy of the book, I guess it starts out on page seventy-three. Is what they start doing because they have four panels in each of those books. Yeah, if you're um, if you're on digital, it's 77. I'm um, also cute to your point. The different books that they have labeled on the back are Superman, Man of Steel, Justice League, uh, regular Superman, Adventures of Superman, Superman Action Comics. Like those are all the different Superman comic books, and this is also why there are 12 writers and artists on the front cover of this book. Uh, Adam, before we lose you, can we get your cocktail? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine just called the Red Death because I was kind of going off of like his cape. Uh, and it is one ounce of Southern Comfort, half ounce of vanilla vodka, half ounce of slow gin, half ounce of Contro, half ounce of Amaretto, half ounce of lemon juice, uh, four ounces of orange juice, shake all that shit up, uh, and then you pour it over uh, crushed ice with an orange wedge for a garnish. Uh, well, I'm going to jump in on uh, with, with my cocktail real fast while we're uh, sort of at this point. So, unfortunately, this one is not from, uh, I guess, the last two weeks. If I, I looked at it, I realized I had weird, like, I had a cocktail from Star Trek, and I had a, a cocktail from My Little Pony. Uh, this one is uh, <laughs> just a pretty standard one. It's, well, it's not standard, but it's, it's not other uh, geek-themed at all. But uh, I'm doing a Doomsday cocktail, which is, it's actually from the Kentucky Monthly, apparently. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is... Two ounces of rum, uh, three-quarter ounce of lime juice, uh, one ounce of simple syrup, um, half ounce of fernet, six to seven mint leaves. Place mint leaves in a shaker along with simple syrup and muddle them until the mint uh, is aromatic um, and add ice. Add the rum, lime juice, fernet uh, to a cocktail shaker and shake until the outside is frosted. Strain contents over to a glass and enjoy. 
It also has uh, ingredients for simple syrup, which is basically one cup of sugar, one cup of water, and combine them and boil and look cool. Um, but anyway, so you know, that's my my uh, my cocktail this week because uh, the thing I thought was interesting, and I know this has no frame of reference for Q whatsoever, but Todd, mm -hmm. when you first see Doomsday at the beginning, did he remind you at all as like the professor from uh, House of Thousand Corpses, the the big demon guy, the way he was all wrapped up, kind of like he was this big bulking Yeah, he kind of did. I can see that. Yeah, it was right there. Which is a weird thing, I mean, and. and Chronologically, I'm sure that if, if anybody's going to be ripping off anybody, it's going to be Rob Zombie's going to be ripping off this comic book. But I, right. But no, I I did like this book. I thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. It's one of those things too, though. It's you know, it's this big event, and like you know, they, they kill off Superman, but we all know that he didn't stay dead. It's funny because like at work, as essentially the resident comic book nerd, um, I get lots of like like questions of like you know people. There are those moments now, and I think it happens a little bit more now just because the superheroes are so popular in movies and whatnot, is you get those big uh, things of like, you know, oh, well, you know, right now the big thing is, is Captain America being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and or not S.H.I.E.L.D. of HYDRA and whatnot, and, you know, people mm -hmm. asking, you know, they, they always love to ask me my, you know, my thoughts on it, whatever, and I'm just like, dude, they're comic books, like, it'll all come back <laughs> around, you know what I mean? Like, people, like, I, I feel, I feel like... And maybe it's just because I, you know, maybe I'm older as well. But it's like after the death of Superman, and you know that he's going to come back to life. It's like mm -hmm. I, I kind of realize I'm like, no, it's it's it'll fix itself. It'll be okay. You know what I mean? The characters you love will come back to life, or they will. You know, I mean, not no one stays dead really, except for who are the two people who stay dead? Q. So yeah, so the two people who who the, oh, there's three characters that people have always said stay dead. Uncle Ben, who is still dead. Yes. Uncle Ben, mm -hmm. I think, is the only one who has stayed dead. Unless it's been like an alternate universe. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other ones are Bucky, who has come back, back to life, and Jason yeah. Todd, who has come back to life. That's true. Right. So Uncle Ben so, is the only one who so stayed Uncle, dead. Uncle Ben is the only one who has stayed dead. So it's comic books. No, no one dies. So, uh, fully dies. But yeah. As far as the big event goes, I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of quaint. But, I mean, I did enjoy it. Uh, you know, I, I, it's it's not my typical thing, which is why it's kind of interesting. Because, like, I, you know, but I, I did I did think it was cool. And I also, like, I, as Superman as a character, I don't necessarily always identify with. But, uh, I mean, I, I think there's I think there's more to that. And we can delve into that if you want. But, like, I, I find him almost a little boring as a character. Because he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Like I've read some stuff that I really enjoyed of Superman. Um, the the year one that they came out with last year, where they kind of relooked at his had his origin story and kind of a modern context without being too origin-y of it. Um, I actually really enjoyed. So there have been some stuff like I mean, we read Red Sun, which I really like, which is an alternative take. Which is, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's not necessarily like a Superman book, you know what I mean? But like, I, I just find the, the character always kind of a little like, eh, okay, he's like a he's a boring Boy Scout. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more of a, a darker character in general kind of fan, but. So speaking of not dark characters, okay. I'm going to do my cocktail. Okay. So my, my cocktail is a shot that I've uh, based off Fire and Ice, the two uh, Justice League ladies, who are who are super fun. They were part of the um, first. They were part of the Global Guardians, and they became part of Justice League International, then a part of the JLA proper. Um, so you put a half ounce of blue curacao. You fill it, you fill that shot glass then with tonic water, you layer absinthe on top, light it on fire, throw on some green pop rocks to make them explode in the fire, and then you take it to the face. Um, take it to the face. So the fun part of this cocktail is that under blue light, or under black light, it glows bright blue. Oh, cool. Because of the tonic water. Um, you can also substitute for tonic water Rockstar because it glows green. But fuck you, Rockstar. We've had this conversation. I'm yeah. not giving you any money. 
Right. What, what was that? What the fuck was that? Sorry, that was me. <laughs> so, so um, it's a shot called Fire Nights because pretty much you never have one without the other in any book. So she was also saving you the trouble of having to Google this yourself because apparently there are lots of things on yes. the internet for Fire Nights. Oh my God. Do not Google Fire and Ice DC Comics without your safe settings on because there's some pretty <laughs> sick fuckers out there. Only these two have been are known lesbians or people want to believe that they're lesbians or whatever. Um, but yeah. When we were having that conversation offline, I was laughing my ass off. Your, your poor uh, Google safe settings at home have probably all been destroyed at this point in time. But yes, they have. I thought I interrupted you. No, it comes back. Um, once again, the drink I've got is that Adios Motherfucker mm-hmm. or the AMF. It, there's another name for it as well, isn't there? Like Panty Dropper or something? I don't know. I don't know. But Adios Motherfucker is a pretty much one. And it's a, let me pull this up. It's a uh, vodka based drink, but it's more like a play on a Long Island than anything else. So, but it's got a half ounce of vodka, half ounce of rum, half ounce of tequila, half ounce of gin, and a half ounce of blue curacao liqueur. Then you shake that shit up, you put in a little bit of two ounces of sweet and sour mix, pour it in a glass, and then you top it off with 7-Up. So, by the time you drink this thing, it is adios, and you're done. So, yeah. Which is your fitting way to say goodbye to Superman. It is my fitting way to say goodbye to <laughs> Superman because, yeah, he drank that whole drink. He, that milkshake got drank. Uh, during the drinking games, you had mentioned that you might have two drinks. Is that true? Well, I also had the Superman as well. but And so with the Superman drink, that would be that third ounce of rum, coconut rum. Mm-hmm. So you could do um, like Parrot Bay or whatnot. A third or ounce Malibu. of schnapps. Peach. Yeah, Malibu. third ounce of peach schnapps and a third ounce of triple sec with a splash of grenadine. And then you add some pineapple juice to that. Mm-hmm. So um, you shake that up and you fill it with ice in a glass and you pour over the top of that and stir. So and that's called the Superman drink. Really in honor of the guy that kind of kicks the bucket or has the bucket <laughs> kicked from him. Buckets have been kicked somewhere in some locales at some point in time. That's it. It's under the big W. I'm just so fascinated with what Adam told us about the countdown on the... the uh, the panel. It of- is, and I'm, I, I keep flipping back through it again. It's going right here, and you're like, like, golly gee, it's exactly that. And it's one of those things, like, and I missed it. Because I like to think, it's like, you know, I'm not an idiot when I try to read these things, and that one totally came by me. Yeah, but sometimes when you first read stuff, you're just trying to absorb the story, and then you don't notice right. those kind of things until afterwards. It's kind of like there's that one issue of um, Watchmen, where mm-hmm. it's uh, the Rorschach thing, and it's it, it the, the panels are inverted, so it hits mm-hmm. the middle, and then all, all the panel layouts is identical but backwards on the other side, so it's like a, like an ink blot kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that is cool. What I also will say I do love about at least the trait I have of Death of Superman is um, you've got him dying, and then there's this uh, the next one after that is like news time and it's kind of like a Newsweek magazine just going through and people a bit reflecting on it Mm -hmm. and it's filled with advertising and everything else and as you read this and it's a little bit of how the place is trying to cope Mm -hmm. and at the same time they are trying to cope and yet you have an advertising of people to share people sharing a beer in a bar and then you've got the editorials note and you have the rebuilding of the daily planet and you've got you know like the bills are still getting paid and lex is still working on making more money and people still want to drive buy soda pop and uh, we're gonna miss him so much and mm-hmm. you still want to drive this awesome looking car and 
it's just one of those things is there and I thought as an after thing it was really a nice little touch and quite outside the standard of what had come before it in this trade and that sort of thing and I thought it was beautifully done and bravo because yeah. that that's not a simple thing to necessarily pull off and I thought they did that really really well because I, I imagine writing Superman is hard because he's kind of boring and I don't have that in my book. My, the last panel I have of my book is uh, Lois Lane holding Superman's body, and then that's, that's And that's it. that's it for you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I recently got mine. Mine's got that DC logo where, like, the D is being peeled back and the C uh-huh. is underneath. Oh, so you got a newer version of it. So mine's just called Superman, The Death of Superman, and it's Volume 1 DC Comics with that new logo in that regard. Yeah, I think, so. you, I think you just have an updated copy because, like, mine, I, I remember I bought used. Sometimes I'll buy stuff used just because I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually, so I'm not worried about getting it in time because I read this a while ago. Sure. Um, or sometimes, and this has happened. This happened to us when we did the Hecatea as well. Mm-hmm. When uh, you know a book's about to be republished or whatnot, but you know I'm looking to read it, so you can't find it in print because they're about to put out a new thing. So you know I ended up buying an, an older copy of it. I don't remember what the case was when I bought this, but I mean, do you have any? Does anybody have any other things they want to bring up or any final thoughts on this or? You know, I am glad I read it, and I don't regret it in that regard. Sometimes it's like you read this book, like, eh, whatever. But at the same time for this, I mean, it was nothing surprising. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you surprise this story? Yeah. Now that it's happened and it's in the past. But at the same time, there's moments from it, and it, it's, um, yeah, I'm glad I read it. It's like, well, it's, a, it's a, such a simple story, and yeah, it is. But all in all, I still rather enjoyed it. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to come and reread it again anytime soon. But I'm glad I did. Okay. So yeah. Did you have any final thoughts? I mean, not on not on this book. If, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you're like someone who feels as though you need to like read like every classic story, I mean, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think that you're missing out on not knowing because I get the essence of this book is Superman died from Doomsday which I think almost everybody because I mean it even just happened in Batman versus Superman the movie that just came out last mm-hmm. year which I find so, weird in the movie that like they killed off Superman so early in well that's filter. just to bring him back in Justice League um, I get that but it's still just a weird choice well first of all the, the, the whole DC universe and movie universe so far has been a weird choice like yeah. why are you gonna bring like the whole point of Suicide Squad was supposed to be like sort of a Justice League where you're bringing in um, a bunch of characters that you already knew and mm-hmm. said Suicide Squad was just a bunch of new characters for a lot of people it was, it yeah. was a very weird choice but anyway but what I was gonna say is um I don't think you're missing anything by not reading this book. There's not anything in here that's like, oh, yeah, like, I needed to see Doomsday beat up the Justice League. Yeah, I needed to see Mm -hmm. uh, the Morlocks living underneath (laughs) Metropolis. I needed to know this little bit of the whole Cadmus project, which I'm sure is going to come up later, um, because guess what it does? They're the ones who create Superboy, who's introduced very soon afterwards. So it's like you're not missing anything by not reading this instead of just reading um the Superman 75 like, yeah Superman 75 we, is pretty like, bitchin we, we, we could have yes. just like not had this whole book and only spent like you know $10 on on Superman 75 mm-hmm. 
No, Superman 75 is what you're spending your money on. You know, yeah. I mean, that's... But, I mean, you know, the, the, the completionist in most people, you know, I'm sure it scratches an itch. Yeah, I mean, because, sure. I mean... Part of, it is, I mean, part of the reason I personally read trades is because I like to have the whole storyline. It's shit we've discussed in here before. This is not a situation where there's a, more of a storyline that you're going to get from this. It's it's a, a hundred page plus fight sequence. Is what it is. Like it just it's a big long fucking fight scene. Is what it is. Which if they were to make just the death of Superman into a movie, the whole movie would just be a big fight sequence with little offshoots of like people reacting to the terror. You know, is basically what it would be. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still, I still think it's fun. I still, I think the Morlock shit is interesting. Like, I think it's quaint and silly. And, you know, it's, I, I guess for me, I guess it feels kind of like, yes, it is the death of Superman, but it almost feels like it's more like the death of that older sort of generation of comics that, you know, gee whiz, 1950s aw shucksness of, of comics. Because, uh, I mean, this is sort of in an era where things get a little bit grittier. And, and Superman never really gets gritty, but this is kind of, I feel like, turning point at that point in time for comics in general which is also why i think it's kind of an interesting send-off and goodbye because i mean superman really is kind of the first superhero at least as far as comic books go Mm -hmm. so having him die kind of it it is that sort of i mean i I don't know if it's necessarily marked in comic book history and lore as being a marker post but it kind of feels like it is you know what i mean like okay this is a, a point where where that kind of idealization and all shucksness you know dies but even then parts of that had died in the 60s as well so it's not entirely that case as well so i mean it's just it i still it, it's kind of hard to put my finger on why i like it but i do enjoy it um i mm-hmm. do think it's kind of fun and i I'm, I'm happy i read it um and i was happy to read it a second time and i still feel like issue 75 is you know where it's at like that is all big splash pages really cool art and like i don't know if that happens this way in other people's comics but like in my copy, like everything, every other issue has a white frame around it, but you get to uh, Batman or Superman seventy-five, and mm-hmm. it's the full page color, like edge to edge, all color all the way through, uh, which is kind of fun as well. Well, cool. Does anybody else have any final things they want to throw in on this, or are we gonna we good to move on? Uh, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, I think we're good to move on to recommendations. Cool. Q, do you have a recommendation? Um, I do. So with the death of Superman, it got me thinking about um, death of, of characters. And one of my favorites, which is, has since also been undone, although in a bit of a different way, um, a, a comic, and it is a, just a single issue. It's not a whole thing, so it's not really like a... Um, as like you know a graphic novel mm-hmm. but um uncanny x-men 303 to this day still makes me cry it is the death of Ilyana rasputin who used to be the um superhero magic so she's colossus's little sister mm-hmm. and she played a big part in the inferno storyline where she lost her powers um all of her sorcery um to be reverted back to a child in order to close the pretty much like the hell mouth the the, the gate to hell to limbo mm-hmm. and um so soon after that she contracted the legacy virus which was the big storyline of the of the 90s in the x-men universe is this um disease that um kills mutants and um so she con- contracted that as a child even before her powers manifested because she already had been a, an adult and then becoming a child again and it was just a very hard time for colossus because also his whole family had just been murdered his uh brother went crazy and killed himself so it was kind of like colossus's like last tie to the sort of uh real world and um 
Also, uh, Kitty Pride's best friend, and Kitty Pride's one of my favorite characters as well. And so to just have like this innocent child who, um, you know, at this point, you know, wasn't she? It's not like she died in some big battle saving the world, or that she, um, you know, died in some superheroic thing. She just got sick and died, and it was very, very sad. Um, the whole story is told through um, the point of view of Jubilee, who at first really doesn't like Ilyana, because first of all, Jubilee is already a knockoff of Kitty Pride, so she really hates the fact that Kitty comes back um, to be to be in the um, in the mansion. And she's like, whatever, this little kid, she's such a jerk, she's, you know, whatever. And, you know, Jubilee then just, like, fully breaks down, being like, you know, why, you know, why did this little kid have to die? Um, and it really, it, you know, it really kind of spawns a whole bunch of things for both Kitty and for Colossus. So it's not a purely woman being fridged, where it's just furthering a main storyline. It actually, and it furthers the sort of X-Men um, plot line in general. But, you know, Colossus then joins Magneto's um, uh, acolytes, and uh, Kitty becomes a little darker, um, starts dating a bunch of bad boys, which is terrible. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you do. But, uh, as, I uh, as you do. Because it was a very hard time for Kitty. So, right after, um, so right before Ilyana died, uh, her other best friend, Rachel Summers, was lost in the time stream, um, you know, not to return for a very long time. So, um, so just, uh, Doug Ramsey had, had also died. Um, so, you know, just a lot of terrible things. And then, you know, Kitty was just watching all of her friends die. Um, so, anyway, but that that single issue was just always super sad to me. Um, and Adam, do you have any recommendations? Honestly, I don't. Like I said, I've been just working my ass off, so go see Guardians again. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Todd, do you have any recommendations? American Gods on Stars. The mm-hmm. first episode is out, and it is every bit as awesome and as amazing as you would want it to be. <laughs> There's one scene in there, if you've ever read or listened to American Gods, the audible version is great. It's like, I have no idea how they were going to show this one scene on TV. There's just no way they can do it. And then they do. And you're like, oh, wow, they're really going there. This is fantastic. American Gods. It was written by um, Neil Gaiman, who's wonderfully weird and eloquent and fantastic. And he wrote The Sandman. I think we all enjoyed The Sandman as well. Mm -hmm. So this was a novel that's now, it's eight episodes for season one. And it's great. It stars Ian McShane. Um, playing the character of Wednesday and there's a bunch of other actors in it as well but Ian is the perfect role in what he's doing right here and you should see American Gods on Stars. it's great and then my recommendation I've been trying to think I've, I've been super busy tech rehearsing a show and prepping six other shows but so I haven't had a lot to read outside of this but I, I did um, read I've been trying to go through the Valiant Universe um, and uh, for those of you who are interested in reading the Valiant Universe if you just like look up Valiant Universe trade reading order, you can actually get the modern universe, like a list of the books that you can read in order and kind of do like a whole cohesive storyline, which is kind of cool because it's kind of like sitting there and reading the entire DC universe, the entire Marvel universe and like all the crossover and all that kind of stuff as it goes through, which is kind of fun. But um, so I'm just finishing up the, they've broken it up into several acts and I'm just finishing up the first act right now. I'm taking my sweet time to get through it. Um, But uh, I just started reading a a character uh, called Shadow Man, which uh, is, um, it's kind of nice because, um, 
It's not a typical white character. Um, it's a, uh, a Cajun, I think he's half black maybe, I'm not certain, um, character in New Orleans who uh, has a little bit of voodoo elements to it. It has some, uh, has a little bit of Sandman kind of vibe to it. It's it's fun. I've been, uh, I've been enjoying that. Uh, so, uh, I mean, and, and Dalian does actually do some pretty interesting, pretty cool stuff. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I've never quite figured out why they are not more popular, but they do have a few movies coming up. Uh, they've announced, a, I think, a Quantum and Woody TV show, and I think there's a, a, a Bloodshot movie coming out. So uh, with all the comic book movies coming out, um, they'll probably start maybe being a little more uh, knowledge of the Valiant universe, but they do some pretty interesting stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that would be my recommendation for the week. What are we doing next week? <laughs> next week? Okay. <laughs> You really should know this, Q, because we're doing this book for you. Uh, because we have... Well, that's this right, that's right, we're done with May. Yeah, well, we're so almost done with May. We have, we have, no, we have one more week of May. So next we week... Do? We do, because there are five weeks in the month of May this this oh, year. Oh, fuck, that's right. I forgot. So I do I do remember, it's just that I've lent this book to my sister-in-law to read first. Okay. So it's not, so it's not in my room for me to actively see. I gotcha. Uh, so because this is, is uh, Gaps in Our Knowledge, uh, it's a book that Todd and I both have read, but Adam and Q have not. Um, we are going to be doing the first book of Fables uh, next week, which is a series that I have been reading for a long, long, long time. Um, and this is the first yes. book in the beginning of that series. Um, and probably one of the shortest of that series, because as much as I love Fables, it gets long. Like, a lot of those trades are fucking long. <laughs> but um, I do enjoy it a lot. I think it's a, a great, fun book. But uh, So uh, we, we covered it a little bit when we did uh, Cinderella um, from Fable Town with Love, but uh, the basic gist, you know, for those of you who haven't listened to that episode or are not familiar with Fables, and and keep in mind, nowadays it sounds like it's a ripoff of um, Once Upon a Time or Ever After or whatever. This came first, bitches. So this is uh, fairy tale characters that you know. Um, they have been exiled from their homeland by a uh, basically a war, and they are all refugees, and they have ended up in our reality. And uh, all the characters that can pass for human live in a mystical block in New York City called Fable Town that, um, like a lot of magic things, is bigger on the inside. Uh, so it looks like a normal block of New York, but actually it's like a essentially a whole little kind of kingdom. And all the characters who can't pass for uh, humans, uh, like talking animals and whatnot, like Hickory Dickory Dock and the Three mm-hmm. Blind Mice and you know all those, they live on, an, uh, uh, on a farm in upstate New York, which I don't believe the farm has anything to do with the first trade. But ma- mainly, uh, that's, ba- that's basically the beginning of the first trade is uh, it starts you out uh, talking about the uh, political situation and uh, what's going on with the fables in uh, uh, New York City. I will say this book, uh, I remember I was reading a review of it once and it talked about how much sex there was in this book. And once they pointed that out, I'm like, in the early, it's not as much later, but in the early books of fables, there's a lot of fucking going on. They need their love too. They do, they do, and good for them for getting some. Uh, but mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's what we're reading next week. And then as a kind of a preview of what we're doing, um, June is, I think it's National Pride Month. Is that correct, Q? Well, yes, June is Pride Month. We are mm-hmm. all doing, we are doing LGBTQIA uh, in, in comic books, uh, all the ones that we can find. And uh, I can probably tell you the list off the top of my head, uh, but I know we're going to be doing Midnighter. Batwoman, Love is Love. Uh, Batwoman, Love is Love, and The Pride. I think that's all four. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we're probably going to have a holdover that's going to go into the month of July, although it hasn't been completely selected yet. But uh, So that's uh, that's coming up, And uh, but we will get into full previews of that next week. Um, until then, thanks for listening, and uh, stay tuned uh, on our website and all sorts of stuff. We have some, uh, some stuff coming up here in the semi-near future. Um, hopefully when this comes out will be very close to announcing some cool things so 